the day celebrating Veterans Day with a Green Beret Army Ranger who is also a direct descendant of Christopher Columbus. Plus a review of Cinema Italian style and more holiday foods with PFI. All of this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. My name is Tony Listella, and I'm your host uh, here with uh, my kind of uh, a temporary co-host and good friend and all-around, uh, you know, great guy. And, and our guest today, none other but the one and only David Mastis. Hey, David, how you doing? Yeah, good evening. Good to be here. And happy Veterans Day, and thank you for your service. Thank you very much. I know you are a uh, Green Beret Army Ranger, and uh, as we said to our uh, listeners here, um, direct descendant of Christopher Columbus. So that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, that's right. We're going to get some more into that here as we uh, progress in the program. But first, we're going to tell people that you're listening to us on 1150 AM KKNW, and if you'd like to call in and be a part of this Veterans Day show we're doing, please call us at 425-373-5527, and we'll get you on. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can listen to us 24-7. You can stream us live right now or listen to this week's broadcast or any of our past shows by going to our website, wcir.biz, clicking on the link there on the page, and it'll take you right to uh, right to the site where you can hear the show. Uh, now we're going to get right into it. Oh, by the way, Marcia Caputo, my dear, wonderful Marcia Caputo, uh, is running a very, very important mission for us, and she's going to be here shortly. Uh, here she's bringing all of her lovely daughters today, too, so that'll be a lot of fun when she arrives. First of all, though, we're going to get right into Impatio the Italian in the Northwest, some Italian news stories, and we've kind of uh, got our first one here. This one... Uh, we're going to kind of go back to an old story that we uh, we talked about several years ago uh, in honor of Veterans Day here. Louis Albanese, who was the first Italian-American recipient of the Medal of Honor. Now, if you recall, about four or five years ago at Festa Italiana, the West Coast Italian Radio was instrumental in being one of the sponsors that presented the uh, the book and the movie. The author came from Italy who had actually written the book and done a PBS uh, film, and we presented it at Fest Italiana. But let me give you a little bit of a background on this guy. Lu- Lu- Luigi, as uh, he would be called in Italy, uh, Luigi was actually um, born in uh, Cor- Cor- Cornedo Vincindi- Vincentino. Cornedo Vincentino. Marcy, if you're listening, I hope I said that right, okay? Uh, he was born there, uh, which was part of Vincenza. I think uh, that's where our dear Marcy is from, Vincenza, Italy. But when he was very young, his family moved to West Seattle. So he basically grew up in West Seattle. He eventually graduated from Franklin High School. He worked uh, uh, for a few months at Boeing before joining the Army and he received his basic training at Fort Carson, Colorado. He went to Vietnam in 1966. I think he was uh, 19 years old at the time, okay? He was only there for a few months. In December 1966, while he was on patrol, his unit received heavy fire from a concealed enemy position, and Albanese, with just his bayonet, charged his way 
to these snipers' positions. He killed eight snipers, believe it or not. They were picking off American soldiers there. So think of the number of lives he saved before he was mortally wounded. They say that he, that he, he, once his ammunition ran out, he just kept fighting with hand-to-hand combat. So it was quite a scene. Um, his actions, of course, enabled his unit uh, to survive and move forward. And he was... Uh, Given after his death, his family, you know, was presented the uh, Medal of Honor. He's buried at the Evergreen Washelli Memorial Park in Seattle. His name is on the Vietnam War Memorial in Washington, D.C. Uh, well, last but not least, his hometown, you know, the town he was born, Cornedo Vincent, uh, Vincentino in Italy, named a street in his honor. So uh, that's quite a story, you know. I mean, I'm sure that you are... David, aware of uh, of other stories, you know, like that, but you know, the first guy who, uh, the first Italian American who received a Medal of Honor, you know, yeah, that's uh, some impressive service. I mean, uh, definitely killing eight snipers is yeah. a pretty yeah. difficult thing to do. And a private first class, so you know, he'd only been in the army for about three months at the time. So uh, that uh, that is kind of how we want to you know kick off our veteran stages to say thank you to all the men and women who served. Um, I know there's been many posts out there, and we'll be putting up some additional ones. And we're going to talk with you a little bit more about that here during our next segment, David. But first of all, since I know one of your great great ancestors, I think it was 15 generations or something back, uh, you shared me you have your they when you did your DNA test, they linked you as being a direct descendant of Christopher Columbus. Uh, it was actually one of my aunts that did the uh, DNA test, and uh, she, yeah, she went all the way back uh, about 15 generations and found out that, you know, he's a descendant. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So, you know, last month, October, the U.S. Congress passed many years ago as Italian Heritage Month, and one of the dates, of course, that we celebrate, Big Day is Columbus Day. It's actually a federal holiday, as you know, so apart from it being a a, a holiday the kind the Italians have embraced to celebrate our heritage the, uh, the nation also has celebrated it. Um, and in recent years, there's been a lot of controversy around Columbus, okay? So we here at West Coast Italian Radio, you know, we didn't want to take sides because we know there's been a lot of atrocities, certainly, that have gone against the indigenous people, against uh, Native Americans, and, you know, uh, and, and those are awful things. They need to be changed. Those things need to be corrected, okay? But on this specific subject of Columbus, okay, we really wanted to delve into it to see, you know, what his connection was, to see if he was really, you know, responsible for for some of that stuff or not. I mean, what was his connection to it, okay? So um, let me just go down. These are the facts based on our research, okay? Fact one, this controversy, the Columbus controversy began several years ago at a U.S. college, and we can give you these facts if you send us an email, go on our website, we're going to post all of this, okay, with the actual name of the professor, but uh, there was a U.S. professor who claimed he had reviewed all of Columbus's journals and everything, was giving uh, a personal report based on his research that Columbus had engaged in these terrible things against uh, indigenous people and that he basically was endorsing them, okay? Um, the, the, the professor further went on to claim that these um, occurrences were documented in the personal journal of Columbus in his own handwriting. Okay, so this is what has stirred up this controversy to begin with. So everybody kind of agrees on both sides on that fact. Okay, okay. fact two, most Italian Americans, save for those who are real extremists, 
do not really personally identify with Columbus, okay? I mean, if he was found to be guilty of these accusations, most of us would say, fine, take his name off stuff, and let's just change the date to Italian, you know, Italian Heritage Day. I mean, there's no doubt that we would like to celebrate a day throughout the year that our ancestors, you know, contributed because they you know, contributed a lot to this nation, okay? Whether or not it's Columbus, most of us don't care, okay? So um, let's go on to fact three. Interestingly, the same U.S. college professor who made these statements about Columbus shortly thereafter was dismissed from his university for writing and distributing false historical statements specifically related to this topic. All right, so now, you know, again, this doesn't look real good. And, and again, this is a fact. Neither side could deny it because it's a fact. The guy came out with the statements. The college looked at him and said, you know, you didn't get this right. You're making false news here. We're going to let you go, okay? So, again, it doesn't take away that, you know, the stuff happened to the indigenous people, but certainly raises the question of Columbus, okay, and his involvement with it. Fact four. In order to get the, the, to the bottom of this, to get to the truth of Columbus, West Coast Italian Radio decided we wanted to, pre- to present an expert from both sides, okay? The, it was our goal not to present un documented opinion, of which there's a ton of un- undocumented opinion, okay? But we really want to get an expert who could tell us, you know, give us the facts, documented facts on each side, okay? So this gets us into fact five. We immediately sent out things to both the pro-Columbus and the anti-Columbus groups, everybody we could find on the line, okay? On Facebook, there's a ton of these groups, Google, social media, okay? And Almost within two days, we got two experts, two pro-Columbus experts. I mean, we're not talking about just some schmuck out on the street. We're talking, one of these guys gives lectures at Harvard University, okay? So we're talking about well-educated people who came on the show. They presented their facts. The facts were well-documented, verifiable, even in Columbus's own journal. They're verifiable, okay? And, um... And, you know, and showing that the statements were hysterically accurate that they were making, okay? Uh, this included showing the claims that had been made by the opposition misrepresented the writings found in Columbus journals, that they'd either taken them out of context, they'd misinterpreted them, um, but that they were actually misrepresented statements by the opposition you know, people against Columbus, okay? And last but not least, fact number six. We didn't want to, you know, just blindly believe one side when not hearing the other, okay? So thereafter, we made a huge effort. I mean, for the last month, my staff has been scouring the Internet. We have contacted practically every anti-Columbus group that we can find online on Facebook, on Google. We've collect, we contacted every one of these groups, asking them, please, we'd like to have you on the show. We, 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 do you, who's your expert? Who's your expert? Most of these groups don't even know who their expert is. Again, they're, they're giving you all these cliche statements. Well, it's in Columbus's journal, and Columbus wasn't liked by the people of his time. They're, they're giving you a lot of statements, but when we ask, okay, where you get your facts from and who is verifying this, few of them can pre- present us any place where they actually got their facts or any expert who got the facts. A couple who did give us their supposed expert, when we contacted the expert, he said, I'm not an expert on this subject. I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad they told you to call me, but I'm, I'm not an expert on Columbus, okay? So we finally found one person who was a real expert on the atrocities happened to the indigenous people, 
But again, when we asked her specifically about Columbus, she didn't have any really first-hand knowledge of Columbus's involvement with it. And so there you go, okay? Um, and the point here is, is that there's no debate with anybody. I mean, I feel this way. Um, I'm sure David, everybody in the studio here, most of our listeners, there's no debate that there were a lot of atrocities committed against indigenous people, against Native Americans. They're terrible. A lot of it's going on today, and it needs to stop. It needs to be corrected. We can all agree on that. But again, you got to assign blame where blame is. If you assign something falsely, then it kind of weakens the whole thing because then later on, if you come out with fact, people are going to think you're crying wolf. So we want to get to the bottom of this. And so far, I mean, we're still looking for an anti-Columbus expert, somebody who actually can come and present some verifiable fact to us to come on the show. We'd love to present it so we can hear both sides of the story. And until then, all I can say is we're just reporting um, what, you know, what we have found so far. And we'll be right back after this short break from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy. Based on the same stuff the astronauts used to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. So David, before we uh, we get on to our uh, to our next guest here, I just have to ask you as a, uh, you know, 15th generation direct descendant of Christopher Columbus and someone who served in our armed forces um, and a person that I've done business with many. Know, I know you're a very, you know, rational guy. What do you make of this? I mean, you know, what do you make of this whole thing? Um, I mean, I'm not a historian, but I have never seen any verified facts um, about anything that Columbus has done. So, um, you know, it's hard to judge and uh, especially nowadays with how easy it is for people, especially online, to make uh, accusations without any evidence um, that at this point, you know, if I don't see anything uh, that's verified, then um, I'm just 
going to leave my judgments to wait till yeah, you know, something yeah. comes out of it. Exactly. Well, like I said, we're still hoping that someone will step up from the uh, anti-Columbus movement, a real expert who can come on because we'd like to know the truth. So on that note, let's uh, talk to, you know, the holidays are coming up here. And one of my favorite places to go for holiday foods is Pacific Food Imports. I mean, they have just the best stuff, especially like if you're Italian, you want to cook Italian meals, okay? So we have Holly Croce Cochran on the phone here, one of the um, leaders over here at uh, Pacific Food Imports. Uh, Holly, are you there? Yeah. Hi, Tony. How you Thanks doing? Thanks for having me on. Are you kidding Real me? We, uh, we absolutely love you. And again, uh, but just to thank you out there, shout out. I know you guys sponsored, or you're one of the sponsored for the uh, Cinema Italian style that we attended last yeah. Thursday. Great, yeah, great job on all the really food fun. for the reception, and thank you very mm-hmm. much for that. We had a great time doing that. We had all Italian cheeses. It was lovely. So now you know so. we got the holidays on us, and uh, yeah, many of do. us, Italians and others, you know, are going to plan our big feasts. So tell us yeah. about some of the holiday specials that we can get if we visit the PFI store down yeah. uh, by Safeco Field. So if you visit Big John's PFI down on 6th Avenue South, um, there's lots of goodies already in stock. You won't even believe it. Um, we just got a line on some really great chestnuts, which will mm. be available tomorrow. So we've had some trouble getting them in, but we just found some wonderful ones. So if you're a chestnut lover, oh yeah, give us a day or two to get them out there, but they'll be on the shelves for you. Also, um, we have a huge variety of Panettone, Pandoro, um, all price ranges. We have a container coming in from Italy uh, sometime this week, and on it is panettone that is so fresh. They just baked it. In. Oh, that's um, fantastic. And those things are great for your they're parties. They're so good. You know, they're so, so we good. have them from like, you know, nine ninety nine all the way up to $60. Oh, that's <laughs> great. All price ranges what, Sizes for everybody. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. Right. Um, we also have Tons of Tarone, if you love the Italian candy, Tarone. Oh, yeah. Types of Tarone in stock right now. And um, Italian chocolate for people's Christmas stockings. Just delicious. That's fantastic. And cookies. Um, If you're a true Italian and you have bacala on Christmas Eve, we also have bacala available. And we have it in one-pound packages. And we also have it in fillets. So... Yeah, those are just a few of the things we have, um, not to mention all the cheeses and meats for your holiday parties. Um, well, also not to mention all the pastas, and all, all the, of the, pastas, uh, yeah, and the tomatoes right. you have. I mean, you know, I'm just going to say it. I mean, we, because uh, I got a couple cases from you at Festa. Yes, And we, we buy our, our tomatoes yeah. by the case from you guys because they're so good. They're so good and they're a really great price. So, a fantastic um, price. Yeah. I mean, these are yeah. real tomatoes from, you know, Italy they really, uh-huh. really make the sauce with, and they're uh, uh, they're they're much less expensive than the than the 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 tomatoes you find at your regular grocery stores. Yeah, they're they're San Marzano style. They're right grown right outside of the designated San Marzano area, so they're almost yeah, they're really really good. So they're and we sell them for a dollar ninety nine a can, which is amazing. I use them in my sauce, so they're really good. So now I know that there are uh, some special Italian. Things, special Italian dinners and stuff that we do, like uh, the Feast of the Seven Fishes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, do you have any specialty things that are really that those for those type of meals that, that the Italian people would would, would want to get that they just can't find anywhere else? 
Well, the bacala, like I mentioned, was one of the things. We don't have a whole lot of fish. Um, we have a lot. We don't have a lot of fish in our store, but we do have um, sardines, those kinds of things, tons uh, from Italy. So we have lots of canned fish in our store. And as we only call, you have yeah, some pretty good caviar bacala, too. But yeah, and we have caviar. That's right. So we have those items. For you. Well, and the interesting thing, because as your name would suggest, Pacific food imports, in addition uh-huh. to all of the wonderful Italian food you have there, you also have some, you know, some other incredible ethnic food that is sure just do. hard for people to get anywhere else, you know? Yeah. So if you're interested in like German chocolates, we have all kinds of German fancy Santa Clauses and different candies like that that are there. Um, we have an Irish section with wonderful Irish and Scottish cookies and teas. So, yeah, we have uh, products from all over the world. Now, you have a special event coming up, don't you? Yes, we do. On um, November 16th is our holiday open house from 4 to 6. Wow, and that's fun. That's always a blast. If you're interested in coming, just RSVP to info at bigjohnspfi.com. That's great. And I know you always have samples of things there. You got you live music. Yep. You got wines. Yeah. To, you got a great assortment of wine for people's holiday dinners there, too, oh, as well. We, you know? we forgot to mention the yeah. wine. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're Wonderful great. Wonderful wines from Italy uh, and at great prices, too. So you'll be able to sample. I think we're going to have two different distributors there this year, so you can try some wine. And I guess you got to tell people again, you know... Um, I know that, you know, people say they, they, they don't realize this till they get there, but we're talking, folks, really specialty food here, specialty Italian and ethnic food mm-hmm. at a fraction mm-hmm. of the price that you would pay for it at, 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 a, at a supermarket, and the quality is yeah. so much better. Let's give everybody, oh, again, thanks, the address. It's PFI. It's done by Safeco Field. Big John's Pacific mm-hmm. Food Imports. And what's the address again, Holly? Mm-hmm. The address is 1001 6th Avenue South. Um, Seattle. Yeah. Right there by by Nexus mm-hmm. Safeco Field. Yeah. All right. Well, we definitely, and November 16th is your open house. Make sure, folks, yep. if you want to go that, you RSVP. And thank uh-huh. you so much, Holly, for being on thank the show. Thank you for having and, uh, me. Yeah, looking we'll forward to see you on the 16th. PFI. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Thanks, Tony. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Folks, we'll be right back after this short word from our sponsors. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Acernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? 
Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back here with West Coast Italian Radio, the Italian Radio Show. You're listening to the music of Tony Laston, the Goombas, the Italian Radio House Band. And uh, you can catch us at various places over the holidays uh, doing our thing. You know, now I'm very, very honored here to have uh, one of our partners, uh, one of my personal business partners also, one, uh, uh, you know, longtime friend. We've done the Freedom Fair together. We've worked on different veteran projects together. Um, David Mastis, I know that you're very well established down in the South Sound. You do a lot of things for the community in both Pierce County and Kitsap County down there, or Thurston, or Thurston, yep, sorry, Thurston. Thurston County. Getting my counties confused. Pierce and, Thur- and Thurston, um, and you run a lot of different businesses and do a lot of stuff online with the media. But you know your background is you are a uh, you're retired um, Green Beret Army Ranger. You know, so that's, that's right. quite an impressive background. It, 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 tell our listeners exactly what that means i mean what you have to do everybody knows about joining the army okay so what do you do to become a green beret army ranger well that's uh a 20-year story you know (laughs) yeah but uh yeah so the first half of my career i was an airborne ranger uh stationed right down here at joint base lewis mccord Mm -hmm. uh and then later of course i uh, transitioned to become a green beret uh, so about 15 of my 20 years was actually stationed right here at Joint Base Lewis McCord, which is uh, why I retired five years ago and stayed in this area. You know, I love the area. It's a great yeah, place to yeah. be. But, um, you know, it, it's just uh, being a ranger or, or being especially special forces, you know, it's a, a different job in the military. And, uh, uh, you know, especially as a Green Beret, you're helping go to other countries and helping their leaders there with governance and security. And uh, helping with development. Development yeah. is a, a big aspect of what we do uh, around the world. So a lot of people just think about, you know, Green Berets is going in and fighting in places. And, yeah, I, I spent uh, four years basically in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, but overall, our our goal and our missions was to work with a lot of leaders there so that they can stand up for themselves and lead their people. And I remember I was very impressed uh, when you first shared that with me a number of years ago about you, you know, when you would go into these places, it, it wasn't all about, you know, blood and guts and fighting like you see in a Rambo movie. I mean, it really was a lot about going in there and being diplomats in a way. I mean, you you 
especially what you did personally, where you're working with the different heads of different groups there and really trying to get them to find diplomatic solutions that would work and avoid confrontation whenever possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even with my last deployment, uh, we were in Afghanistan uh, living in a small village with the villagers. I mean, we're, um, you know, a a good 10, 12-hour drive away from uh, our other forces out there if they ever had to drive out to us. Um, But we basically lived in small villages where the Taliban were. I mean, they were uh, essentially Taliban that sort of turned and um, decided, hey, maybe— we should take a look at uh, what American forces are doing and what they can do for us here. And uh, we lived am- amongst these guys who called themselves Taliban for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it reminds me a little bit of the end of that movie, Charlie Parker's War. You remember that with the Tom Hanks? Yeah. And one of yep. the things that he was disgruntled with at the end is after the uh, the Allied forces had initially won, you know, the, the American troops and their allies had won the uh, war in Afghanistan back uh uh, you know, a few years ago, that then, instead of America following through on you know, developing an infrastructure in those those countries, infrastructure in those countries, um, they pulled all out. So that now it's almost falling on you know people like you or the Green Berets when they go in there. They have to almost try to help those countries now because they don't have a lot of the infrastructure, and we need to really get them up to to those type of things. You know. Absolutely, and, and a lot of the guys who are actually were uh, fighting against over there are fighting because they don't have any jobs. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they're getting paid by the Taliban in order to fight, and so that's what they're using to uh, fund and, and uh, feed their families. Oh, absolutely. Plus, I also understand from uh, some of the things I have seen uh, in the news on this that uh, you know you have a lot of the the regular people that kind of like they sway back and forth between you know the Taliban and the and the and the and 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 the and the US you know because they they're kind of just playing the middle because of the danger there you know uh just you know whoever happens to be there in the, on a particular day they have to kind of survive with you know it's almost a sense of survival for those people you know yeah absolutely um the thing is, is they've been living sort of in uh, these sort of, um, you know, struggles for, you know, thousands of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so now, of life. course, we have this whole thing, uh, you know, because of your and I know you did several, uh, several deployments in Afghanistan. So now um, I'm just I'm curious because of your background in the military, which was quite uh, intense. What is your view of this whole thing? And people say, you know, should we, should we be getting out of Syria or should we not? I mean, what's what's the story on that, you know, from your point of view? My point of view, actually, is that um, I don't have the intelligence, um, the, you know, intelligence on the ground to decide, you know, what is the best situation for that. And I think that most people that are out there, uh, they don't have the inside story about what's going on on the ground there, right, what the right. intelligence situation is to be able to make a uh, a very good you know um, opinion on that that matter whatsoever. So yeah, I'm yeah. at the point now where you know I trust what um, I have to put some trust into what the president is doing and, and what uh, our forces on the ground are saying, and and that's what I have to rely on because I don't have the factual intelligence, and that's what we. Um, 
especially went in and did is gained intelligence so that we can give accurate information uh, to our government and to the American people. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important point there because, you know, I think uh, each day I read the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal cover to cover. Okay, And the reason I chose those two is when I did my research on what newspapers tended to have the highest ratings for accuracy. Those were the two that came in the top. One's a little just slightly to the left. One's just slightly to the right. So I'm reading the same stories basically and just with a slightly different perspective. But, you know, you figure that you're at least getting the truth and you're kind of getting a different view of each side of the truth, you know. And the same type of thing that um, I've come to the conclusion that there is so much more that goes into these decisions that never makes a newspaper that, you know, I mean, behind the scenes things that is not released because, you know, frankly, national security, like you say, you know, if they put out the newspaper, then all of our enemies know what's in the newspaper. They can read a newspaper, too. Right. So um, it's very it's very easy to criticize when you don't have the facts of something, you know. And one thing that I've noticed in my lifetime, now I'm 61 years old, I'm a little older than you, and I started voting when I was 18 in my first presidential election. Remember, that was, um, I think the first guy I voted for was Ronald Reagan, okay? So that name stands out to you a little bit. Yeah. Um, But interestingly, I've seen this. Every single president in my lifetime, whether they have been a Democrat or a Republican, they say one thing on their platform when they're running, but then, the, you know, about six months into the job, when they're now suddenly getting all of the facts, whether it's on the economy, whether it's on social policy, whatever, that they're then suddenly they t- all tend to say a lot of the same things because then you, the, the problem is much more complex when they actually get into it and see, get, get all the facts, you know. So I think the same would be helpful for our military. But getting back to the military thing. I guess I'd like to ask you, since it's Veterans Day today, um, you know, tell us what what was it that made you decide to, uh, you know, to follow to, to, to follow a career in the military? Um, you, you know, after uh, my first three years, I thought, boy, I'm having a lot of fun. You know, I'm <laughs> jumping out of airplanes and I'm uh, yeah, I'm with a lot of great guys um, yeah, yeah. who are very motivated and, uh, you know, they're high caliber guys that you're around so oh, yeah army rangers especially yeah yeah, yeah yeah um so you know i i decided to stay in and then uh after my first six years i decided oh you know what i i'm not done yet i'm still having fun <laughs> and uh you know i was proud of what i was doing and, and I, I got uh, to be very good at what we were doing uh, yeah, in the yeah. military so um and i enjoyed all aspects of you know leadership and and managing right um, right and so I just kept on going. I so now, going. but to be an Army Ranger, I mean, it's not not enough that you just want to be an Army Ranger. I mean, there's some specific um, you know tests, and there's there's you know, I mean, they don't just pick anybody to be an Army Ranger. Tell us what the criteria is to be an Army Ranger. Well, I mean, there's uh, selections that you have to go through. Um, a lot of it is physical, of course, uh, and um, along with that, of course, is the mental. Um, ability to keep on going no matter what right, and, right. and to just never quit. So, um, you know, specifically, of course, you know, there's runs and there's all kinds of things you have to do with, uh, you know, your packs in your back, uh, walking many, many miles. Um, but ultimately, you know, there's skills that you have to learn. And uh, if you don't learn those skills, of course, then you'll you'll fail. So uh, and you'll fail your team, which could be catastrophic if you're overseas. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, well, so, I've also noticed that a lot of the Army Rangers with whom uh, you, the ones that you've introduced me to over the, the you know the last six, seven years that we've known each other, um, are exceptional people. I mean, it's not just that they're all you know seemingly in good shape, but they're very articulate. They seem to be people who um, are just all around high caliber ethical people you know i've met i mean they're just good people i've noticed you know there must be a certain uh, personality thing or a certain uh, thing that they do beyond just the physical thing to, to to get these type of people you know yeah absolutely and you know uh, especially as a ranger you live by what's called the the ranger creed and you know it's a six stanza creed where I think just about every ranger lives um, to this day, no matter how old they are, they still uh, live by that creed that says, hey, you know what, um, I'm going to uphold the honor uh, of being an airborne ranger uh, for the rest of my life. And they do that. I got to tell you, they really do that. Now, I can't speak for every single one of them. I haven't met every single one, but certainly the ones that you've introduced me to seem to really live by that creed. That creed, and you know, since you are, I got to say, very, very, I'm very honored that you're one of our partners here with West Coast Italian Radio. Uh, we're very honored to have you as a partner here. You've been one of our partners since almost the beginning. Um, and you know what we should do? This is something we, we're going to do today. Um, let's post in honor of Veterans Day. Let's just post for everybody on our site, uh, on our Facebook page tonight, and all of our social media. Let's post that Rangers Creed. Okay. So people can understand this because these people are exceptional human beings, even long after they've left the service. We have to go to a commercial break now, but we want to say a big thank you again to all of our men and women who are serving and who have served in this nation's armed forces, including all of those that are deceased. God bless you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausage to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast, Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150 KKNW. We are back here at West Coast Italian Radio, and uh, we've been talking with David Mastis, um, Green Beret, Army Ranger, uh, and a about 15th generation direct descendant from Christopher Columbus. Uh, just a great show here today to uh, honor our veterans and talk a little bit about the Columbus uh, issues uh, as we've gone on that. 
You know, before we go further on this, David, I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, some of these events coming up, including with the fact that what's going on right now in Seattle is our Cinema Italian Styles, the Italian cinema, which has started November 7th, which was last uh, Thursday. It's going to go to this coming Thursday. They got a different film playing each day. Last week, we had uh, Angelo Acerbi on the program calling us from Italy. He's the guy who puts all these films together. And Marcy and I went and we checked out their um, their opening night presentation uh, at the Uptown Theater down in um, in Queen Anne. Okay, the, the film was called Parents in Progress, directed by Lara Chiosone. And it was a great movie. I got to tell you, one thing that strikes me, have you, have, have you seen any of these films at these Italian film festivals? or No, no, I've never seen them. Okay, so you, you know, for those people who don't speak Italian fluently, or for people like me who, you know, I speak Italian well enough to get around, but I don't, you know, speak it constantly enough to get all the little idioms and, you know, jokes and double entents and that stuff, whether like a natural speaking Italian would, okay? I, at first, I, I, I thought that, okay, these, these uh, subtitles are going to drive me nuts. But actually, I like the older I get, the more I like the subtitles. I even like them in, in, in English films anymore because half the time I can't understand the dialogue. People are mumbling, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but what's really cool about this film is that the, these films that, that are picked for this festival are, they're films that you would never probably choose to watch if you didn't know them because, you know, they're not being all hyped up like the last Arnold Schwarzenegger film or, you know, Rambo's or something, right? They're, but they're just great movies. They're absolutely fantastic movies. This movie was called Parents in Progress. I swear to God, this entire film took place in an apartment in Italy. It's about the size of the studio. Okay, where they had like uh, six adults with their six uh, kids under 10. And so it was all this interaction going on at this uh, birthday party for this like 10 year old kid. And uh, and you would think there would be organized chaos, which it kind of was. But it was just a really great film on relationships between people and their kids. And just it's hard to say. I mean, again, it's something that I probably would not have picked, but I'm glad I did. And I can see why it was chosen because it's an excellent film, you know. Well, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you say that because I mean, now we've got a couple of days left. I got to go check it out. Bring the oh, wife, a- yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of the films that I have not seen in, in each year, you know, they have them every day. They have about ten films there. I can't get to them all. But one of them is a film. I forget the name of it right now, but it's about the guy in Italy who actually uh kind of like that the play we did here a few years ago he brought down the mafia in italy it was you know this which you know takes a lot of doing <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely you know so uh some interesting films and make sure to check that out uh, a couple other events that are coming up in the next 30 days these are at least the ones we've been given by uh the various italian organizations here in town there's the 51st annual spaghetti dinner that's taking place on the other side of the mountains over in spokane with the American Sons of Italy Lodge there on Saturday, November 24th. Make sure you contact them for your tickets. And then here in this area, we have the Italian uh, Club Christmas Party with the West Side Italian Civic Club. That goes on December 1st. It's an adult Christmas party, really great event they have every year. Rainer Golf and Country Club, 55 bucks. Um, they usually have some wonderful entertainment there. Generally, it's our friend Danny Quintero and his band, and they used to do a bang-up job uh, and uh, play some great tunes for everybody. I'm not sure, doesn't say who's playing this year, but I know Danny's in the last several years. 
I know that recently I saw something somewhere. Also, there's a great uh, kids. They have the, the, uh, the Italian kids Christmas party for the members of the Sons of Italy and the Italian Club of Seattle. And we'll get information on that for you for the next program here. But before we do anything else, we've got to tell you about the Italian New Year's Eve. Okay, so if you don't, if you haven't been to this, folks, you're whether you're Italian or not, you're going to really be missing out if you don't go. Every year we sell this event out. We've been doing it now for three, four years down at Pellegrino's Event Center down in Tumwater. It's the only Italian New Year's Eve event in the entire Northwest. And we do it on New York time. It starts at 6 o'clock, goes till 1030 at night. At 9 o'clock, which is normally you know, midnight, of course, in New York, we've got a big screen TV. You watch the ball come down from Times Square. We all drink champagne. We dance for another couple of hours. It's just a blast, okay? What's included, I get this, your ticket is only $65 if you pre-purchase it. That means buy it before December 1st, only $65. It includes full Italian dinner, you have your champagne. He has live music all night long with Tony and the Goombas. We have all kinds of giveaways and prizes that we do uh, just for the price of your ticket. You're entered into the drawing. And every single person who purchases a ticket has entered into our grand prize, which we give away each year, a free trip to Italy. Okay? So make sure for 65 bucks, whether you're Italian or not, we didn't go for a deal like that. Come on, Okay. Get your tickets before December 1st. Like I say, we always sell out. Get them early. There's a special hotel deal also available if you want to stay in a hotel down there. Very, very inexpensive, only $79. Have you checked out the prices, David? If you like, go to, um, say, the Space Needle. Check the Space Needle, okay? Yep. For New Year's Eve. Yep. It's like two fifty dollars a person. Yeah. It's- That's just like, you know, for your dinner, some dancing, and the drinks. Unbelievable, huh? Yeah, yeah, Unbelievable, absolutely. okay? This so, is definitely one of my favorite New Year's Eve events. That's a you lot of fun. You want to know why, though? Why is that? Well, for me, cause, especially because we have kids. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, we go, we have a great New Year's time, celebrate the ball dropping at 9 p.m., and then essentially for us, you know, we'll hang out for another hour and then go home pick up our kids. So we celebrate New Year's, uh, and we're not up, you know, super late at midnight. I like That's to get, right. That's uh, right. That's uh, a lot of early. fun. Yeah. It's a great, great, great time. Okay, folks. Get your tickets by going to PellegrinosEventCenter.com, PellegrinosEventCenter.com, or call 360-709-9055. You know who's graced us with her presence? Who's come at least for the last five minutes of the show, the wonderful, the only... Our heartthrob from Italy, the one and only Marzia Caputo. That was good. Give it up, folks. All right. That was good. That was really good. Unbelievable. And I see you brought your three lovely daughters, okay, because they're all going to take over for you when you retire. They're going to be up here every weekend where we just rotate them through, right? We have, but, you know. (laughs) I'm going to be retired by then, baby. They're going to have to deal with my daughter, you know. I don't think so. I can see 90 years old still be here. That's what I can see. God forbid. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're all going to do It's our final thing today on the show. We got only three minutes here i had, you know, last week we did famous italian american movie quotes like stuff from the godfather right. uh, stuff from raging bull different things like that so i thought just to be fair since you know the italian film festival is still going on i said to march okay give me give us some famous italian movie quotes from italian films and then translate them to us mm-hmm. in english okay so let's go what's the first okay. one the first one is this one 
Lupo, Ulula, e Castello Ulili. Ma come parli? And this is from Young Frankenstein, as it was seen mm-hmm. in Italy, okay? So say it one more time. Lupo, Ulula, e Castello Ululi. Ma come parli? So basically, wolf is there, castle is over there, how you speak. <laughs> exactly, that is one. All right, that's... So the next I think you'd one, have to be Italian to get that one, okay? Yes, it's, it's not really Italian. The last one is from the movie Attila. 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 With, uh, who's the actor here? Diego Battantuono. Yeah, so this is uh, obviously a movie that was big in Italy. This is it. like Game of Thrones, kind of look like a Roman time. So he go by the gate of Rome, and the right. soldiers say, get out of here, so, and he make it really hangry. He so say you, his read name. It, you read it in Italian. So he say his own name, exactly okay. what it means. So Attila is his name. A, A, come atrocità. Doppia T come terremoto e tragedia. E come ira di Dio. L come lago di sangue. A come adesso vengo e ti sfaccio le corna. Which translates A like atrocity. Double T's is like earthquake and tragedy. E wrath of God. L like lake of blood. A now I am coming and I will break your horn. There you, you know go. Exactly. You cannot translate it in right, English. We have time for one more real quick. Okay. Okay. Lo chiamavano Trinità. This, this is the name of the movie. Yes, Bud Spencer is the actor. Okay. And he says, se questo Lucifero ti si fa vedere, ditegli di andare dal diavolo. Which means, if this Lucifer shows itself, tell him to go to the devil. Basically, he's telling him to go to hell, right? Exactly. That's what he's meaning. Mamma mia. Well, folks, we're so glad you joined us today. We'll be back next Monday with a brand new show. Meanwhile, be sure you go online to WCIR.biz. Click on the link there. You can hear this week's show or any of our past broadcasts. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Ciao.